Welcome to the Student Success Stories podcast. Today we are joined by Parker Hoffman, a junior here at Baylor University. In this episode, we discussed how online classes might look different for a biology major like Parker, including what it's like to take online labs. Stay tuned to hear this and much more. Welcome to the Student Success Stories podcast, and today we're here with Parker, and we're just going to talk more about success with learning during the pandemic. Do you want to start off by introducing yourself and telling us a little about yourself? Sure, yeah. Um, Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Parker Hoffman. Um, I'm a junior biology major here at Baylor, um, biology major, and then um, minors in biochemistry and church music. Um, Yeah, I've... Um, I'm not from Texas. I'm from Illinois. So that's been um, sort of a really fun time kind of adjusting to the new culture down here. Um, But I love it. I love Baylor. Baylor's my home. Yeah. Um, I see here that you are taking mainly online classes. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Last semester. Okay. Okay. So was that by design that you were taking mostly in person or was that kind of something that just happened to occur? It was mostly um, something that just happened, um, sort of the nature of, I guess, being a junior is that a lot of the classes for juniors were switched to online. Um, so particularly to get a lot of the um, professors that I knew I wanted to take, um, most of those sections were just online. So it, it sort of happened um, just on its own. I wasn't planning for it, really. Okay. All right. How has it been going so far? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Don't have any feelings about it? I think um, there there are certainly pros and cons. Um, one of the things I really like about online learning um, is the ability to kind of go at your own pace. Um, so I think that, I mean, especially for me, um, with trying to balance school um, and extracurricular involvement um, and community involvement and studying for, um, for example, like for the MCAT, um, trying to balance all of those things together, it's been really helpful to um, not necessarily be locked into a tight um, schedule of classes. Um, but one of the cons, I think, is that it really takes a lot of discipline up front um, to kind of, um, you, you take a lot more ownership of your studies um, when it's sort of on you to um, learn the material in an online format. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways, um, in online classes, you are more responsible for your time management and for making sure that you know when your assignments are due and if they're even happening, because you're not always going to have a professor there to remind you. Um, But what would you consider to have been one of the most surprising challenges to online learning? Mm, Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think that... Um, one of the things that really surprised me the most about online learning um, was how sort of naturally it came. I guess I thought that there would be a lot more of a, um, like a barrier to online learning and to getting to know my classmates and to getting to know my professors. Um, But I was really pleasantly surprised by um, just the amount of collaboration with my classmates that I felt like there was in that online format. Um, some of my professors um, who, who are online professors have actually been some of my, my favorite professors and the professors that I've gotten to know um, the best here at Baylor. And so 
I think um, that just sort of speaks to um, kind of the, the experience is what you make of it. Um, you know, you, you can certainly have um, like a very rich and fulfilling online experience. And it's more a matter of um, sort of you putting in the, the time and the, the effort to get to know those people and really make use of the resources that are there. Yeah, yeah. How do you, um, how do you connect with your professors online? Yeah, I think a big part of it is just, um, it takes initiative, right? Um, and uh, that was something I struggled a lot with um, my first few years at Baylor. Um, just being a new student and kind of being very timid and nervous and, and not really wanting to talk to professors, um, kind of seeing them as like um, in like another another league or another class and not not seeing them as people who really wanted to engage students. Um, but I was all wrong. And I think it really just takes um, a level of intentionality and in, in saying like, look, my my professors are people who want to get to know their students. That's, that's one of the main reasons why they're here mm-hmm. uh, because they have a real joy and a real passion for teaching um, and for getting to know young people um, and helping sort of guide them in their careers and the steps that they're taking. Um, so it starts with kind of acknowledging that fact. And then from there, I think um, it's just shows up in, in really simple, small ways. You know, you don't have to, you know, go, go to your professor's office and talk to them for, an hour about a paper they wrote, you know, it can just be as simple as kind of saying hi to them when you see them or kind of sticking around after class to ask a simple question or um, I've had lots of professors that have sort of just invited that um, and and kind of said like, hey, you can you can stick around and talk to me even if you don't have a question about the class. Um, and so taking them at their word, because when they say that they they want to get to know you, they really do. Mm, that's yeah, that's true in a lot of cases. Um, and I think the only thing I'd add to that is that um, some of my professors are still having the like virtual office hours. So you can always show up to those and it's kind of the same as just regular hours where you show up and get to know your professor and them just seeing that you made that small effort takes you a really long way. Um, but yeah, mm. what is something that you wish you knew before you started your online classes? Mm. Yeah. I think um, so. Part of part of my experience that was a little bit more unique um, is that in in my um, like high school years um, and sort of throughout my education before Baylor, um, I was actually homeschooled, and so a, a lot of the coursework that I did, even all the way through high school. Um, I was sort of doing in a way that was more self-directed um, and making use of a lot more online resources anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, I wish that I had known um, back then how transferable those skills would be to online learning, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I wish that I had been um, able sort of in high school to kind of connect that, oh, you know, someday this is going to be really useful, this skill that I'm learning right now of kind of learning on my own and directing my own education in a sense. Um, I I wish that I had known that more in high school, but I think before going into um, like lockdown and and online learning specifically here at Baylor, um, 
I wish that I had been more prepared for how challenging it would be to manage my time. Um, especially coming home. You know, I'm, I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm not from around here. And so um, going back home to Illinois, um, it's always kind of a big deal when I, when I get there. Yeah. And, and so I, I sort of left in, in the middle of that semester where we shifted to online, um, kind of thinking um, the, that I would get home and that it would be a lot more of like a normal home experience mm -hmm. um, as opposed to really being, you know, not, not really a diminished workload. Um, and so if that was sort of, I wish I had known um, that, that I was still going to have to manage my time really tightly. Uh, yeah and it's also just like wishing that you'd known that you were going to have to approach these online classes completely differently mm. it's not like the hardest part is having to show up anymore it's that you have to like prepare everything yourself mm. and yeah really be independent in that way so I understand that that's that makes a lot of sense do you feel like it's harder to work? So are you working at home? You're doing your school at home? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to, is it hard to separate when you're in class and when you're at home supposed to be relaxing? Does that, does the lines ever blur and it gets, you feel like you're tired when you're supposed to be in class? Like, how is that? Yeah, I think that's one of the big advantages of, of kind of being on campus is that there's sort of a clear delineation between um, you know, time for school and time for, um, you know, your own personal pursuits, whatever that is, um, you know, whatever you do in your free time. Um, and so, yeah, doing school from home, it makes it a lot harder to um, kind of have that natural break. Um, I've definitely noticed myself um, kind of falling into the mindset of it's, it's school time all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, because home is just where I do school now. Um, and that's definitely not like a, a healthy habit to cultivate. Um, as humans, like we need um, rest, we need time to refresh and time to um, step away from responsibilities and from the things that are um, sort of weighing on us. And so I think that um, one of the best ways to sort of combat that mentality um, is to stick to a schedule that you would have had, had you been in person. Mm -hmm. So for me, what that looked like was, you know, I was enrolled in sections of fully online, like biochemistry and physics, um, and, um, several other classes that were online, um, but hadn't been online before. And so, um, for me, it just looked like continuing to keep those classes in the same time slots that they would have been. Um, so if I had registered for, you know, 9 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, biochemistry, that's the time that I kept that class in my schedule. Um, and just making sure to stick to that really helped me budget my time well um, and kind of make it through the day without feeling like I was stretching out school and like dragging it out through the entire mm -hmm. time. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what helps you 
stay motivated uh, during your online classes where it's harder to be held accountable by your professors? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, um, it, it's more of kind of a personality thing. Um, I have always been um, kind of a very uh, intrinsically motivated person. Um, and the things that motivate me are more um, like intangible future goals. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm a pre-med student. So a lot of my motivation comes from um, what I see as my, my future career um, and my calling as a physician. Um, so for me, it's always been helpful to kind of connect those two things, connect what I'm doing in biochemistry or what I'm doing in um, genetics or any of those classes with, okay, someday this has some sort of real tangible value for the way that I interact with patients. Mm -hmm. So putting that, that schoolwork into that context of someday this is, this is going to be valuable for me as I interact with people, that's what's always motivated me. Um, but it's not the same for everyone. You know, it, for some people, it's a lot more difficult to um, make those connections between schoolwork and eventual, um, you know, career. So um, if that's you, then there are definitely ways to kind of create small goals for yourself and use those more intermediate goals as like stepping stones to where you want to get. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it can be motivating to check those off, those smaller goals as you're going along and trying to achieve a bigger goal. So that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like there's any study techniques that you use for your online classes that you don't necessarily use for your in-person classes? I have kept my, um, my study habits pretty similar um, between online learning and in-person learning. Um, but I think regardless of whether you're learning online or in person, the biggest thing that you can do to help yourself is to maintain a very um, like consistent method of study. Mm -hmm. uh, so what I mean by that is um, not allowing um, the material to get ahead of you, um, kind of staying, staying on top of what you're learning. And so for me, what that looks like is um, really building in time to my schedule to um, review the things that I've already learned. Even if I feel like, um, you know, oh, I know this concept pretty well by now, I'll still kind of take the time to go back and, and refresh because it's amazing um, how good we are at um, tricking ourselves into thinking that we know something. Um, really, it, it takes a, um, just a lot of repetition and a lot of um, sort of ingraining that material into your memory. Um, and it, so, so that, that's one thing. I, I try to stay on top of material like that. The second thing is a consistent schedule. And so I, the way that I structure that for myself um, is that I try to, you know, go to class during the day, but on the days that I go to class, um, I'll also take the time after class to review notes from like the previous two lectures or so. And so that gives me like a consistent um, goal to work towards of I want to cover this much review material per day that I've 
you know, absorbed new content. Yeah, I feel like that approach would also work for in-person courses too. That's just a good way to look at things and like really solidify information that you've been learning. Um, but the next question I'd like to ask, you don't have to answer it if you don't have an answer for it. Um, but what I've seen a lot of people respond with when you ask them, what would you like to hear more about on the podcast? It's personal accounts of like, here's a story of when I succeeded or when I failed big time. So what is a time that you feel like you had a really big hindrance or you might've failed at something? How did you overcome that? Or what did you learn from that? It could be anything. So Organic Chemistry Lab was a really um, big struggle for me. Um, and that was also during, I mean, I was taking that class during the semester that we switched online. Mm. Um, so I kind of remember um, sort of floundering along in the class while we, you know, for that chunk of the semester that we were in person. Um, and then as soon as we switched to online, kind of going into like a little bit of panic mode of, oh no, <laughs> how am I going to like get through this lab class when I can't even be in the lab? Yeah. And that really terrified me um, because a lot of the um, material that was on exams was things from, you know, actual procedures that we had performed. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was a really big challenge for me. Um, and the main way that I decided to go about um, like addressing that challenge and trying to solve it um, was two things. First, um, I made sure that I was communicating with my professor. Um, I knew that the switch online was going to come with a lot of curveballs, um, especially transitioning a lab online just sort of out of the blue. Mm -hmm. um, so I made sure that I was keeping up with my professors and my TAs um, really, really closely and trying to, um, you know, always make sure I had sort of the latest um, information, asking them questions if I didn't really understand um, an online component of a lab that we were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was really helpful. And the second way um, that I decided to really address that was to really make use of my peers. Um, it took me a while to sort of realize this, but eventually I kind of had that light bulb moment of, oh, like we're all kind of experiencing the same thing right now. It's not just my lab that went online, it's everybody. Um, and so finding kind of solidarity in that and really making use of the people around me as like study companions or um, even just kind of, yeah, asking questions about things that I didn't understand um, because there were certainly a lot of things in that lab that I did not understand. <laughs> um, but those two things working in combination, I think um, helped me really, um, you know, end up with, with a, a good outcome in that class. and. It certainly wasn't um, purely based on my own efforts. There's a lot of a lot of that is due to um, reaching out to other people and availing myself of that help. Yeah, um, if you had one piece of advice you'd give to students that might be in the same hybrid learning situation as you, what would it be? Mm. If, you know, to, to distill it all down to like one single thing, um, I would say find 
find a system, find an organizational system or a way to plan out your day and budget your time that works for you. Um, it's, it's not the same for everyone. And so if you're hearing me talk about my experience and thinking, oh, that wouldn't work for me, that might be true. You know, my, my experience is different from yours. And so the strategies that I use may not be helpful for you, but find a system, find some way to organize your learning um, that works for you. Um, I think the biggest challenge with online learning um, is that it can feel very um, kind of last minute and haphazard and um, oh, I'll, I'll just save all my video lectures that are recorded on Canvas for um, the three days before the exam. Um, and it just becomes so easy um, to push things off um, and to say, oh, it's, it's recorded. I'll just go back and, and look at it when I get to it. Um, and that's the most dangerous thing you can do. Um, so yeah, find, find a system that lets you stay organized, that lets you stay on top of it. Um, and you'll thank yourself farther down the road. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's some really good advice. Um, well, we're coming to the end of our, of our podcast here. Um, I wanna thank you for showing up and for being so helpful and so willing to like share your knowledge on this subject, because obviously you've been doing really well. Um, so yeah, thank you for, for talking to us. And um, yeah, sick and bears. Absolutely, yeah, sick and Thank you for tuning in to the Student Success Stories podcast. You can listen to our previous episodes on iTunes, or you can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Student Success Stories. Would you like to be featured on the podcast? DM us on Instagram. Thank you for listening and sick and bears.